Well, good morning, Arbor. Uh, like we said, it's, it, it is a little bit different this morning as Allison and I are leading you in this. And uh, before we start, I do want to pray for, for Arbor as we are concluding the series, going into our next one, and just starting a new year. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for getting us through 2020. And Lord, we, we, we need you. We need your provision as, as a church, as a family, and just as a world as we are going, starting 2021 and honestly <laughs> heading towards whatever this year leads us. But Lord, thank you for this new year. Thank you for the opportunities to, to change, to grow, uh, to make goals, to make plans, and, and to get excited uh, of new things. Lord, we love you. We pray this thing in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So, Allison, uh, the reason we started the series still was to get to this Sunday. This Sunday that, uh, honestly, if you guys uh, remember, we talked about how Hayden actually came up with the concept of this, and it made me very frustrated because I wanted to be the one to come up with the concept. <laughs> but you, when you and I were talking, you said that this sermon, this type of sermon is a pastor's favorite sermon. So could you explain what you mean yeah. by that and, and why you are so excited to Yeah, to totally. Um, well, like everybody, so excited to get to the other side of 2020, right? The flip of the calendar just brings so much hope. Um, but I think in doing that, in flipping the calendar, usually pastors just adore vision casting for the whole year. And they love sharing with their congregation, like, what's ahead for us? What are the things that we're super excited about? What does 2021 hold for us? Um, and while that's so true for us, like as a staff, we're so excited for what the new year will bring. Um, it would feel a little disingenuous to not realize that, um, we're not quite where we thought we would be, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. At this point in time, um, we kind of had, we had some heartbreak towards the end of 2020, as if it wasn't a hard enough year, um, you know, as it was for planet Earth. Arbor in specific had its, its struggles at the end of the year, which haven't quite fully resolved yet. So it, on the one hand, it would be so great to have like wrapped everything up, slapped a bow on it, said, okay, we finished that part. Now let's move into this next chapter. Uh, we're not quite there yet. So it's kind of a, a, a challenge to step into that conversation of forward looking and what's ahead while also still needing to acknowledge um, the chapter that we're currently in right now. Flipping a calendar doesn't make everything no. just go away. So anyhow, you and I had talked about what some of the challenges were for um, Arbor Church at this point in time. And it reminded me a little bit about um, what I used to tell parents as they were parenting teenagers. Um, I used to work in youth ministry, and the parents would come in, and they'd talk about how there was a a shift in relationship with their teenager. And of course, so much of that is healthy because a teen is growing up and they're getting more independent. Um, they're, they're exercising their muscles in terms of like being apart from their, their parents. Um, but they're not yet quite ready to be out on their own yet. So there's this, this wrestle. So I was 
always telling parents to the degree that you can tie heartstrings between you and your your teen. And what heartstrings are to me are points of connection be, between people. So in a family, you would have these heartstrings that were built on um, common ground and shared good memories and traditions and inside jokes and all these kinds of things. Those things bind people together, right? And yet in the teen years, there are sometimes things that happen where heartstrings are cut. So I was thinking about Arbor. You know, we say that church isn't like a family. It is a family, yeah. right? <laughs> and so there have been lots of heartstrings that have um, connected Arbor to its people. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, there have been some things that have cut some heartstrings, right? Um, 2020 was full of times where people lost a little bit of connection. Like we're not able to worship together quite yet, the way that we will soon. Um, that, that kind of cut connection. Um, we've been limited in terms of, I don't know, some of the, the good old times that we used to have together. We haven't been able to like relive all those moments. Um, and then, of course, towards the end of the calendar year, we lost some trust with leadership. And so that was like a big, big one. But just like any other family, what you're hoping is that there are more things that connect you together than what separate you from one another. So I just felt like with the turn of this calendar year, there's probably some people out there in our Arbor family who haven't felt as connected recently. And um, my hope is that there are still some things that, more things that connect us than things that have separated us. And so I thought, um, actually, this Sunday would be a great time for you and I to like chat that over and talk about all the things that do connect us and the ways that we, we still are family. That we're still Arbor. That we're still Arbor. Right. We are still Arbor. And that was the capstone of the Still series was we talked about God still working, God still moving, God is still with us. And guess what? We're like still we're Arbor. We're still Arbor. We're still family. <laughs> Right. That's what Hayden the 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 statement that Hayden came up with the still arbor. I'm like, ah, oh, like I know. I, yes, we are. It still makes me want to burst into tears when I think about it too. I mean, it's just so. It was just such an amazing uh, cherry on top, you know. Like just to finish us off with that. So anyhow, um, what I'm hoping is like with you and I talking through some of these connecting points that we share with the Arbor family, that people would leave this time, this conversation feeling more connected, more willing to like say that the things that had drawn me to Arbor, the, the reasons I stayed at Arbor are still here. And like, so therefore, so am I, you know? No, I, I would say for myself, I mean, I'm I'm not a, a person who started with Arbor. I think when I came on staff, it was maybe a year, a year and a half after the launch. And I got hired here through uh, the organization that you guys used. Uh, when I saw the the posting and I, I wanted to sum, submit my name. And I'm even trying to think of like, what, why Arbor for me? Like, why did I say like, that's that's the church? And I honestly think, and obviously this hasn't changed with anything going on, um, but it was one of the most authentic and transparent 
churches. I think, and some of you can remember this, um, one of the first sermons I heard from Arbor, uh, which was amazing, and this was me just seeing, like, could I, could I be at this church, was a Sunday that you guys had, and I think it was the, the Splitting Logs Oh, gosh. Uh, series. <laughs> yeah, was it? Where where you guys didn't have chairs set up in here. Like I didn't this we didn't have the you guys didn't have cameras at this point. So this was all audio. But I'm hearing that there was like there was no chairs, there was no parking well, team or the, Oh that that we had taken away all of our volunteer teams. Yeah, except for children. I do day. remember that one. You guys you kept the children. Right. We volunteer. wanted we wanted people to experience what would it feel like to be part of a church family if nobody pitched in to help out. Yeah. Like it's a totally different experience. Yeah. And so like when I when I heard that, I was like what church would ever do that? Like just take away all their volunteers and make it like the most struggle for for Sundays you know as churches are trying to make it the easiest as possible for someone to come and hear the gospel like that Sunday sounded like the most difficult uh and I think you guys had volunteers who were trying to grab chairs and set up chairs and you guys like no well and people it was great too because people here at Arbor when they see a gap when they see a need they do step in to help which is awesome I love that that was part of our DNA that we would just do that so yeah, it's um, so the thing that brought you here. Then it felt like transparency and authenticity was a draw. Yeah, it felt like it honestly felt like God was doing something. Just for me, hearing from the outside, God is doing something in Arbor for the community to show, like honestly, like what discipleship means. And so I'm like, yes, like I I wanted a church that I felt like discipleship was everything, and and stacking hands in a family was everything, you know, trying, like, feeling like a small church within a big church. That's, that's what I felt like. And I'm like, I, I, I want to be part of this church. So, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I didn't start with the plant, but yeah, I wanted to join in. Well, it was interesting. You say, you know, like, what was it like back in the back in the beginning before you came? If you came in a year and a half into it, we were still super young. I mean, we're we're actually coming up on our fourth birthday uh, next month, so or at the end of January. Um, so we're still super young. Um, so anyhow, I, it gave me time to reflect back. I was preparing for this message and thinking like, what are some of the things that I would want people to remember about Arbor? And it, I went back in my memory <laughs> to the early days. Um, you know, church planting is a unique, hard, holy type of work. Um, and it actually reminds me a, a little bit of where we're at right now, where there's a, a redistribution of of chores around the house to do and that people are able to jump in on kind of a ground ground floor level is that what they call it ground floor level um we'll go with it yeah it's like it's it's rebuilding and restarting so in a way this coming year is a lot like how it was back in the day but um anyhow it wouldn't be arbor it wouldn't be an arbor message if i actually didn't do a little study about trees <laughs> and our, and the things that make trees um you know a, a um an illustration for us so i did i jumped in and i learned about um some trees may i share yeah some of those I, things? I, yeah i heard you become a tree expert yes the arborist <laughs> um 
Well, first, I started with the Bible, as always here at Arbor. I mean, we would rather not look to ecology. We would rather look at the Bible and see, like, what does the Bible have to say for us? What message does it have? Um, it doesn't take very long. Um, I think it's like page three, where we see in creation, God creates, calls everything good until he sees that uh, the human was alone. And so he, he gives a family to the human, right? And then it becomes, it becomes great, right? So I was thinking about why Arbor? Why is it important to be part of a, a faith family? Um, probably a lot of people in 2020, they've drifted from um, their, their faith practices, which include going to church. And, um, and maybe by this point they're thinking, you know what, I'm doing all right without it. But I would like to build a case that that wasn't actually God's plan for you and that it isn't God's best for you. And so in creation we see everything's so good except for the fact that someone was alone, right? Um, so back in the day when we planted this church, the planter who actually was God, it was not a human that planted Arbor Church. <laughs> um, the planter was God and he planted each of us um, here for a purpose and a reason. And he, he did it in such a way that we were able to form a pathway to help others find and follow Jesus. So for those of you who are new to Arbor, what an Arbor is when we talk about trees it's, it's an arrangement of their planting that they're so closely connected that their, their boughs or their crowns, as they're called, the, the branches up above, they kind of almost interlink and they form a canopy. And underneath is like this pathway. And we've always wanted to be a pathway um, that led others to Christ himself. And so anyhow, I, I looked at the tree analogy. I thought about us being planted here. Some of us were like planted on day one or day two. <laughs> um, some of us were brought in as transplants from other places. Um, some of us were grown because uh, an existing tree, you know, ha as they do, they like shed seeds or cones or or fruit that replants. And so you can become part of um, an arbor because somebody's seed planted there, right? And, and you, they multiply, trees multiply. So anyhow, I thought about a four-year-old arbor. What is a four-year-old arbor like? They've dug their roots pretty deep. And we know that trees get all their nourishment and their water, you know, from going deep. Um, and I thought about living water too. And so that reminded me of, um, let me read to you. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. It's Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So the thing I loved about that image of us as like a, a church or a people or a family that's planted with their roots going deep into living water, which is Jesus, 
is that even when hard years come, like in 2020, where you could say like there's heat or drought, it's like our confidence is in the Lord. And so we're not worried about that. We're not like that doesn't, um, I don't know, it's not a terminal thing for us as a, as a, a church or as a family. Um, and we never fail to bear fruit. I, I, I also thought about that, how like a tree that's exposed to the elements or to the stresses of this world, um, if it's deeply rooted in living water, it actually doesn't have any need to worry about, um, you know, what's going to happen next kind of thing. So anyhow, I love that. And um, it's a beautiful <laughs> A beautiful image. Isn't that gorgeous? That yeah, was amazing. I know. I was like, Lord, thank you. And what's so great is I come, I come today. I somebody dropped a, a Christmas gift for me. Somebody here from Arbor, and it actually was that verse. Was it really? Yes. I was like, I, who knew? Holy that, Spirit. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, but here's the thing we we don't often know. So I'm going to geek out on trees for a minute. So you know that you have the deep root, right, that goes into the water. But the thing that I learned this week that was new is that trees that live near each other or that have the same proximity to each other, they have this network of their roots that goes together um, laterally or horizontally more extensively, actually, than what goes down deep. And so there's a name for it. They call it the wood wide web. The wood wide yes, web. That wood, sounds like a dad joke. I know, I know, but it's a thing. It's like the Smithsonian. I, I, I read lots of like credible. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't Sorry. Wikipedia. No, okay. no, not Wikipedia. But the beauty of this network system of roots, it reminded me of people of a family of faith because what they sense or what they're able to actually study and measure with these trees is that they help one another survive and they thrive. There's older ones that are called mother trees or hubs, and those are like older established mature trees that feed, they send like little sugar down through their root system to the younger trees, the seedlings, and they feed them and they sustain them as they grow up, which I thought was so amazing. Um, they also, a tree that is threatened by something like an infestation can send out chemicals through its root system that warn other trees. And that those trees, when they receive the chemi- chemical thing, they are able to release things that help defend against that predator. Um, like all of a sudden their leaves don't taste good or whatever it is. So anyhow, I loved that there was like this protection and nourishment system um, built up. Um, so I think that that parallels to us as a church in so many ways. Arbors in our church itself can be beautiful, but that's not the point of it. Like the, the whole point wasn't just to be pretty or beautiful. It was that we would be able to like protect and nourish one another and bear fruit, right? To like share, I don't know, sh- point others to help find and follow Jesus with that pathway to him. So anyhow, it just, to me, I, I geeked out a little bit. I loved how trees that are healthy, they, they bear fruit, they multiply, they send seeds, they do, cone, you know, the cone work, all that kind of stuff. It just felt like for me, 
Um, when you're part of that, I don't know why you'd ever leave it. So I don't know. I, of course, I'm super biased, but it seems like this is where we need each other, you know, are in times where things are hard. Like, instead of like leaving, you know, support each other, encourage each other, show up for one another, right? Serve one another, love one another. It just seems like now's the time to do that all the more. Yeah. Yeah, do you feel like I'm a geek? No, no. I learned a lot about <laughs> trees today. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I mean, whole point being like, God, the planter, planted you at Arbor for a reason. I don't think that that reason has changed. I think that reason remains. I think you're part of a family. I think you belong here. We're still family and we're still Arbor. Yeah, and I mean, and just like... Honestly, that the sermon that I wasn't here for, but that Sunday that I wasn't here for, where like volunteers and and the congregation were trying to fill the holes that 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 Sunday, like that Sunday, is kind of a small taste of of now of how Arbor can fill the holes and still be part of part of everything that we're doing and. <clears throat> can can I talk about the the future? Yeah, tell us how that looks. Yeah. So, because I mean, we've uh, we've asked this question, and people have asked this question of like, okay, what what does this mean for Arbor? Like, what are what are we doing? What can we do? Where are we going? And like you said, it was you know, God's God's our planter, which everything we do is is to get people to have the taste of that living water, and so that means that that Arbor hasn't changed. That we're still Arbor. So that means like our our mission of making disciples together is still our mission because the Great Commission is still the Great Commission where where you know we're sent to make new disciples, make disciples of all nations. Like that's that's still the mission. So our mission at Arbor is still making disciples together, which means people helping people find and follow Jesus. So those of you listening, man, get excited because we're doing that. We're going to keep doing that. And nothing has changed. And we are, we are still trying to make disciples together. And that is through our three routes, which is Sundays, groups, and outreach. And to explain what Sundays looks like, right now we're, you're watching this online, but that's not forever. Um, but through the online, you can connect with, with the, uh, the others in the chat section, like talk with each other, share verses with each other share what some insight of the message together but i mean we're we're right around the corner from getting people into this uh sanctuary with you know covid regulations but we're we're right around the corner we're so close to having our sundays you know change again but you know we're still making disciples together on sundays we're still about others on sundays and when it comes to to groups i mean that's we, we said it months ago, and we still mean it. Groups is everything right now. That's how we're connecting, whether that's on Zoom, whether that's in person. And our group season is going to be starting here in, in about a month. And, you know, we, would, we want to invite all of you, join a group. Be a part of a group. Connect with other Arbor members. The Wood Wide Web. The Wood Wide Web. Yes, be a part <laughs> of the Wood Wide Web. Connect your roots together because... I mean, we, we are a family who wants to help our family. 
like you said, when there's when there's something in there, we want to send the chemicals down. We right. want to grow we together. Wanna, we want to grow together. together. We want to yep. we want to help. Yeah. And so, honestly, if you want to connect with Arbor right now and you feel like you you've lost that connection, join a group. And and we have changed up the the group system for this time around. I don't know if you want to explain how how that looks as a quick summary. Oh, it's uh, menu style. I, I would. I, I think I'm hungry. I was just thinking of restaurant, but a menu style where you look through the menu and you're like, I- I'm, a, I'm a girl who wants a Monday night Bible study. So you scan through the menu and you're like, where is the Monday night Bible study? And then you join it. And it's so, pretty easy. And when that, uh, just to let you know, when that uh, list comes out, sign up right away. Like right. If, you're, if you feel it, sign up because there will be a, a limit right. and a wait list. Um, right. but, so if you see a group, Sign up, but honestly, be part of a group. Get to know your community and be a part of the Wood Wide Web. We, <laughs> Dad joke. We need to use that <laughs> for, the rest, for the rest of Arbor. Um, and the last thing that we're we're making disciples together is outreach, which you know we talk about the food bank all the time. And Allison, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. You, you no, <laughs> I bang that drum a lot. No, don't I? You, no, no. I'm. Well, that's amazing, though. Like right now with COVID, we were struggling with you know how can we be outward facing and you started something that none of us knew. Well, God arranged that. That's a long story, but yeah, (laughs) God arranged for us to feed people because he knew that like in 2020, that would be a thing. Food insecurity. Who knew? I mean, God. So, I mean, if you want to partner us with that, like reach out to us. If you want to donate food, we're, we're taking donations every day. Um, there's the, the donation box outside of Arbor. And honestly, another thing that we do to make disciples together is outreach is those daily posts that mm-hmm. we're doing, which is yeah. like the follow-up podcast or the devotions, the testimonies, the Arbor stories. If you want to honestly partner with us in outreach, all you need to do is share, share those daily posts. And who knows, who knows what stepping stone or what fruit of your tree that you're spreading that could cause another tree to be rooted and next to that living water. So we're still, we're still Arbor. We're still making disciples together. We're still being people, helping people find and follow Jesus on Sundays in groups and outreach. So we're just asking you to, to link roots with us. I like that. Link roots with us and help others find and follow Jesus. Yeah. What's interesting about um, the COVID year, it seems like everything was so hard. You know, it's hard to do everything. But what's interesting is that before the COVID year, inviting somebody to come to church with you or sharing your faith with somebody seemed to be hard as well. (laughs) So now it feels like almost like it's a little bit easier in a way. I mean, if you're bold enough to click the share button (laughs) or share through private message or whatever. But, you know, with digital content, it feels like, um, God's word is able to spread in a different way. It's just a, a little bit easier or, or easier to manage, I should say. I mean, it still takes boldness, but I don't know. That's what I was thinking. It's hard to invite somebody in the pew in real life, but this way they're able to like try it out um, in a format that they're comfortable with. I don't know. I wonder if there's people watching who have no idea what a pew is. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you say when you smell something bad. <laughs> so, Allison, let us know. Like, what right. it, for those watching, those who are like, you know what, I'm, I'm still Arbor. How can we 
as congregants, as a church? How can we still be Arbor? What are, yeah. what are the steps that we can do? Well, here's the thing. I feel like um, the beginning of any year is like a crossroads where you have a bunch of decisions to make um, with your time, your calendar, your wallet, all that kind of stuff. Um, people set goals. People look at what worked last year and then moving forward, they either make a different choice or um, they do the same thing if it was working. So I, I realize a lot of people are at crossroads right now and they think, is Arbor a place where I want to root and be established? Um, I would like to just put out there again, I feel like the reason God brought you here and planted you here, that reason has not changed. So I think that reason or that purpose remains and that it's, you are still Arbor. You are still our family. How would you know that, or how would we know that you're our family? (laughs) There are five family values that we have, and those are outward expressions that indicate somebody is with us, right? Um, The first one is attend regularly. And you might think, well, the church doors aren't necessarily wide open on Sunday morning. How do I attend regularly in COVID? Well, engaging online. We offer the online campus for a reason. That's going to continue into perpetuity. I think even when we have regular church again back in the building, we still want to be available for people who travel, people who are ill, people who are shut-ins, people who are long distance. Like we still want that digital People who just expression. want to share it with their families. Right, yeah. right, right. So the door is open online. The door is open uh, soon also. Um, so attending regularly. Number two would be serving sacrificially. This last year, serving has looked kind of weird. <laughs> you know, to be honest, you you may have been an usher back in the day, and you're like, I have no one to ush. <laughs> but, you know, we have people who bust tail over here. Can I say that? <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> they show up in the media booth, and they're helping us put together this, you know, wonderful technology of, mm-hmm. of being digital. People are serving in the food our tech, bank. Our tech team and our food bank team team amazing out of, right now. Out amazing. of this world the uh kids the arbor kids they put together like this advent blessing package that went out to every single family with kids at arbor they drove it around put it on doorsteps so i'm i'm telling you serving sacrificially is a thing best arbor students team right now thank you yeah, yeah. yes arbor students that that leadership team that we have right now i I don't think I could have made it through 2020 yes. without them. And think of all those teens. Yeah. I mean, not to be dramatic, but the worst time to be a teenager, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and these Thursday nights are life-giving, literally life-giving, not just eternal life, but like earthly life too. So anyhow, shout out to your team. So good. So serving sacrificially, if you have not figured out how to do that yet, check in with us. We have tons of ideas for how you can be doing that. Um, attend regularly, serve sacrificially, grow spiritually. That can be done in a group. That can be done with personal Bible study. That could be done praying with a team or yourself, like podcasting, all the things. (laughs) On Sundays, groups and outreach. On Sundays, groups and outreach grow. Um, Yeah, send those roots down down deep into the living word and water, but also with each other, right? 
those roots grow laterally and horizontally. Oops, horizontally, vertically. <laughs> uh, number four, give generously. Um, this is where I think the people also start withdrawing as soon as they feel like, oh, I'm not quite in. Withdrawing bodies, not accounts. Right. Well, I think yeah. that it's both. I think it's both. <laughs> I think people go, ah, you know, do I invest here with my time, my calendar, my mind, my heart, my pocketbook? You know, so giving has a lot of different um, expressions. And so when you when you pour into something in all of those ways, the Lord returns that back. I think he increases it. He blesses that. Um, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So anyhow, uh, last one. Live invitationally. Live invitationally. <laughs> so, we always have this like game, like, can you name all the five? Yeah. <laughs> Living invitationally, what that does, it's like you're inviting others along into your faith journey with you. Um, you're sharing the things that you learn. You, you know, invite others to to engage here as well. Um, be part of this with us, right? It's like those trees that are in the arbor and they they send out their seed and they send out their little pine cones or whatever it is. They're multiplying themselves, right? Because it's what a healthy, growing, living thing does. So that's us. Anyhow, um, why does all of this matter? I, I would say it matters because you matter. <laughs> you matter here and you are part of our family. And when you're not with us, that, that it matters. You're irreplaceable, <laughs> right? And it's not because of what you do, it's who you are. So in a family, we don't miss the people just because they're not doing their chores. <laughs> Right. I mean, we we miss them because they matter yeah. to us and their family. And we shared life with them. Oh, my gosh. It's all those things. We have the heartstrings. All those heartstrings. Yeah. And and what is remaining is more than what, you know, differentiates us or cuts. There are more that ties us together than what cuts us apart. So um, it's been a rough year for sure. For sure. And we're kind of blinking into the light here, <laughs> you know, like, what does the Lord have for us? We're excited about what he has purpose for us as a church. And I am actually really excited. Oh, I am excited for Couldn't be worse than what was mine, right? <laughs> Don't say that. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that ever again. Yeah, but it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool to, to uh, walk that path together, see what the Lord has. Um, I have one last verse that I want to share with you. Yeah, please do. And would you end us with prayer after that verse as well? Yeah. <laughs> this is Isaiah 61. <laughs> the Lord has anointed us to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners. We're going to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance for the Lord, which is justice. We are going to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve. We'll bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, 
and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They, we, (laughs) will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. It's for the purpose is for the display of his glory. Let's pray.